Welcome to the Financial Liberty Podcast. Until you wake up from the American dream, financial uncertainty will be your American reality. Join Sam Legaspi and Ko Sukamoto and their guest as they explore how you can attain financial liberty by uncovering truths that have been kept secret for decades. Have you ever played a game and didn't know the rules? How can you ever win? Learn the rules to the game and in turn, learn how to win. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Financial Liberty Project with Sam Legaspi and Ko Sukamoto. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good morning, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. All the above. Good morning. <laughs> all the above. Check all those boxes. What is going yeah. on in your guys' world today? Oh, man, because what's happening in your world, my man? Well, it's hot. It's about 110 degrees um, here in Vegas. Oh, so, my gosh, 110. Yeah, yeah. It's, hey, it's just par for the course, you know? Hey, wasn't there a record set over in Palm Springs recently, like 120 or something like that? Oh, I probably That's wouldn't miserable. surprise me. Ugh. That's crazy. I think, I think Vegas is is dancing with the record today. really right now i think so i think so oh well, i think it's probably the best time for you to go ahead and test that record and go out there and play some golf my man not happening <laughs> not happening <laughs> what's going on in your neck of the woods sam oh you know it's 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 never a dull story it's always exciting in some form or fashion and uh you know it's it's interesting as as we get older and older and older um, and our kids get older and older and older. They they experience great things as a result of being in in the respective sports, you know. And you know, it's it's interesting because of the individuals that you meet, the people that you meet, the stories that you you uh, you hear from from certain individuals, right? And um, you know, it's it's just it's it's fun. I mean, on top of watching kids do what they do, right? I mean, Caitlin, Caitlin, tell I mean, she was just in a tournament not long ago, right? Well, it was just just this weekend. And she did. She did very well. She, uh, uh, you know, it, it's a tough field. They're all really good golfers, and they're all gunning for college scholarships, just like Caitlin is. And um, usually, she, you know, in the past, she's never made the cut. You know, she just wasn't scoring well enough. But uh, she's progressed in in her game just a little bit and step by step. And apparently, she's gotten to the point where she's now able to make cuts. So she made her first cut this this past weekend. But it's uh, it's just really fun to see a kid, uh, you know, progress like that because you see how much effort and um, you know dedication they put in. I mean, it's ninety percent disappointment, and to to be able to thrive on the ten percent that's happiness <laughs> and the yeah. support. You know, you got to be really wanting it, and and you got to enjoy the process and. And uh, and she's done all that, and so she uh, she made the cut, and so we we stayed the extra day, and it was quite an honor, you know. It was really it felt honored um, to be to be included in that. I call it the elite group of golfers, and um, she did really really well until she made a mental error. It was the slightest of mental errors, and um, it caught it 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 triggered a triple bogey on just on one hole. And she tried to hold it together mentally, and she did for a little while, but eventually it, it rattled her, and uh, she, ended, she ended up coming in her last place. But, um, oh, you, but know, you know what? She's, it was still a good score. Yeah, it's an experience, man. You know, Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. And yeah. you know my story, right? You know my story from this past weekend, right? I mean, I, <laughs> and I, but I want to hear it again. I'd like the listeners to hear it. You know, I mean, it's interesting because I, I've, I've got um, my, my youngest one. He plays golf and as well as hockey. And um, he's actually, he's actually going to be in Friday Night Lights on Friday night. You know, playing football. And uh, but, 
because he just likes to run. I mean, the kid's just, he, he's athletic. He picked up uh, some golf clubs and he turned out to be really, really good up both sides, his right side and his left side. And in hockey, is, he's a right chance you're talking about. No, Sage. Or Sage. Okay. Sage. You know, so in, in, in hockey, he's a lefty actually. You know, he holds a stick with his right hand on top, but he's a lefty. In golf, he plays right-handed. And I know a lot of people do that, but uh, it's it's interesting. Not only can he play right-handed in golf, but he can play left-handed in golf, too. And um, so we had a— That's a, a, wow. That's yeah. really a wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, this kid had had a set of irons, and he was a lefty. And he took he took his sand wedge and his nine iron, and, and he was hitting it almost just as good as he was hitting his right. Because, again, in hockey, his his his, his slap shot is with the left side. So he's able to engage those, right. those muscles. And, uh, but you know, I mean, he's, he's young and he's got a lot of, um, a lot of, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of lame to say, but he's got a lot of growing up to do, but mentally, you know, sometimes he doesn't take the sport as something that is, it's fun. He wants to go ahead and win. And he's very, very competitive. And, uh, that's that element that I, I'd love to see, but at the same time, it, it, you know, for him, it could be really problematic in case in point. I already mentioned this story to you, Coz, but like this past weekend, he had a, he had a tournament and, um, but l- let me, let me, let me start by saying that the, the tournament before that, he, um, he didn't hit a ball very well off the very, off the first tee and he actually duck hooked it and, um, it's like, oh, okay, you know, I mean, you duck hooked it, you know, and the other kids are walking to their balls and, and I can see him wiping his eyes with his sleeves and i'm like what's going on here and he is he's in tears he's he's throwing a fit <laughs> poor sage yeah because he, he he duck hooked his ball it didn't go out of bounds it's over in the left rough and i'm like what in the world is happening so you know he hits it and it's a par five and he ends up parring it and but he gets to the second hole and he's still crying Coz. the kid's still crying if and you I'm can like, duck hook and still par the hole, that's a great hole. Yeah, right. I mean, that's I'm like the going, envy of other golfers. Yeah, but I'm I'm looking at him going, what in the world? So he ends up triple bogeying the second hole, right? And now the tears are going off ballistically. So I just pull him off to the side, and you know, I don't. I'm not there to go. Hey, you got to do this. You know, my thing was, dude, don't be doing what you're doing. You know, square it up, square it up. And, um, he had a good shot. He ended up tying for, no, he ended up getting sole possession of third place for that, for that, uh, for that tournament. I thought it taught him a lesson that, Hey, you know what? You don't know what your score is going to be. You may have a bad shot and you end up getting par and, and what you think is, is maybe your swings not together, but you're able to piece it together. And you got in third place. Good. Good for you. Right. Well, you know, I thought that that lesson would carry on over to the following weekend. Well, you know, so he's got a bad case of the pull. So he's, the ball's going straight left, straight left, straight left. And uh, it's his fourth tee shot. He's on the fourth hole. Ball goes straight left, right into the creek. (laughs) (laughs) It's a penalty shot. And he drops the ball and he, uh, he does the thing that I just, I mean, I think most parents will freak out about. And that is the drop the ball syndrome. If your kid's been in golf and just not even care, step up to the ball and put a very lackadaisical swing on it, not even care, like a I don't care type swing where this ball goes. And because he didn't care, the ball only went about two feet. And then he just went up to it again, didn't didn't try to focus or nothing, just literally within a half a second went up and just hit it again. <laughs> and the ball still didn't go anywhere. And at that particular point, I go, okay, this ain't cool. You know, you've got people out there, you got other kids, you've just completely given up because the ball's gone into the water and that's not cool. So 
um, we're going to the fifth hole, the fifth tee box, and the parents are walking. And I just, you know, look over and I see he's he's facing towards the mountain, which is his back is towards me. So I'm like, why is he facing towards the mountain? I see his his shoulders shrugging, you know, like 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 you know, they're going up and down, up and down. And I walk over and they're going up and down because he's hysterically crying, hysterically just crying. And um, um, you know, I just I, I I said, listen, man, I mean, does it? This is it. I mean, so what? You had a bad shot. It's not the bad shot is 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 okay. You know, it's 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 kind of like you know what we say to people. It's okay to be wrong. It's not okay to stay wrong. Fix it, right? But right. he didn't want to fix it. What he wanted to do was he stepped up and he gave up, and he just wanted to give up. And 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 so, um, you know, he did. He was doing this the 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 tournament before, and I did nothing, you know, about it. This time, I I figured, you know what? I'm just going to withdraw you. I'm going to get you a big WD. You're going to walk away from the tournament because this is unacceptable. You know, I mean, we're raising you to not give up. And here you are, you've got a bad shot and you decided to give up. And you're just out there and you're crying. You can't control yourself. So I withdrew the kid from the tournament. And um, he he had this, this look <laughs> on his face because I got to tell you, this look on his face when I go, shake hands with your playing partner and, and give him your, your, your card, your scorecard, and we're gone. He had this look of like, what I mean, it was. Wait, you're really doing this? And 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 <laughs> you know, and, and the parents had this look too. Like, what in the world are you doing? We've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> crazy it's unprecedented. Dad. Yeah, crazy dad, right? But you know what? As far as I'm concerned, I go. You know what? I'm not driving an hour and a half for you to go ahead and just hit a bad shot and give up. We all hit bad shots, but we just got to get up and you know. That's and, right. And, That's and, what life is. Yeah, get up and do it. Refocus. You know, and and and. It, it it was just one of those those things that he was doing to a point where it was, it was like consistently bad that something had to be done, right? Yeah, you know. So it it actually brings up a a a question or a a a question that we had from an individual at, who attended one of our 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 talks, and um, you know, it, it's it's interesting, and I want to also bring up um. A discussion we had this past this past Friday with with another individual, but this one particular question is that this person is trying to do their very best. You know, again, we're 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 individuals that want to try to keep people's debt down, right? We want to go ahead and say, hey, you want to take control of your debt. You want to be able to go ahead and live life, and you know, it just doesn't make a lot of sense if you got fifteen, if you're paying fifteen percent APR, twenty percent APR on fifty thousand dollars in debt. I mean, the banks know the game. They're going to go ahead and make money off of you while you go ahead and just subside into oblivion. That's what they. That's what it's all about. They're going to try to suck as much as they can from you, and uh, while you just kind of wither away. So. You know, our whole thing is is we want people to, at the very best, try to make sure that they can control their debt. So this individual is doing a very good job. You know, the only problem is is that she has a husband who is a compulsive gambler, and uh, this individual, what she's finding out is that as much as she's you know trying to pay down the debt, uh, she's got a compulsive gambler husband who um, she was able to deal with for a little bit, but it got to a point where uh, when it came to paying the mortgage off. Um, the or not off, but that monthly mortgage, the monthly mortgage wasn't in the bank account for her to go ahead and pay the monthly mortgage because he had gambled it away. Uh, they're going to counseling. They've been going to marriage counseling, um, and it was interesting. Is the, the the question that she had is how can she meander through that so she can continue to keep paying down debt? And I looked at it like, wow, you actually have a bigger problem than that. That's it's- right. <laughs> and it goes back to our previous podcast, Sam. You know, again, we don't mean to be demeaning or anything, but you know, 
when you decide to marry somebody, you might ask the question, is that person I'm thinking of getting married to going to be an asset or a liability? And um, if, if, you're, uh, you know, if you're a significant other there thinking about getting married has a gambling habit, I don't think that person is going to act as an asset unless you get so lucky that he makes a huge, you know, big windfall of the bet and quits after that. But gamblers, by definition, don't do that. Right. Right. And, and, and the thing is, again, uh, as she indicated, he knows he's got a problem, you know, and he's had a problem. They said that when they were dating, everything was fine. He would go, he has a bookie. They would, you know, he would go here and he would, he would gamble a lot. And, and, and he almost boasted that he had this, you know, he was the king of gambling. Right. And people kind of looked up to him. And go, oh man, you know, he's a, he's the gambling dude. Right. You know, kind of like that little badge of honor that, you know, you, 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 uh, you're really good at it because he is really good at it, but he's also pretty good at, you know, you know, I mean, if you win five times and you lose once and that one time was really big, then, you know, you really. Right. And that that's a good point because there are a few people that gamble professionally and they're good at it. Right. But they have discipline. Right. They don't they go discipline. and destroy. They, yeah. They don't go destroy their lives by being a professional gambler. So, so not, uh, not to blanket, you know, um, <laughs> what's the word to, uh, slam all gamblers, but. Uh, I would say a majority of them don't know what they're doing, and um, you know they, they 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 can be pretty dangerous for a family life. Yeah, and and she said, you know, when they were dating, it was fine. Uh, she found it pretty, uh, you know, to a certain extent, kind of attractive. You know, I mean, but as 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 they got married, and their accounts came together, <laughs> and they were no longer separate. That's when she started realizing this is really detrimental because uh, at the same time, she's also trying to focus on paying down debt. So she's doing what we're, we're, we're saying that people should do. So she's trying to do that. But at the same time, you've got an, you've got an opposite force working against you. That's not aligned with you. And so, um, I mean, you know, I know she's probably going to listen to the podcast and, and some of the things that, that we can give her as far as a solution is concerned. I mean, I, I'd indicated that, you know, you want to you want to be part of a support group. You know that's one of the key things. If you're a member of a church, or um, you want to utilize this support group because it could be. I mean, I, I can only empathize how she feels. You know, just going into the account to pay the mortgage and the mortgage money's not there, and then having to face the husband who doesn't who admits they took the mortgage money. What do you do in that case? You know, I mean, it's one thing to have someone say. Um, you know, lie about it, but it's another thing to have someone be truthful and say, I did do it and I messed up and, but you're still in that predicament, you know? That's, that's a tough one to be in for sure. And, you know, every situation is different, so we can't really, you know, it's hard, it, you can't really say what the person, what the person should do. I mean, it depends on the, uh, you know, the husband and how he's going to handle it, like you said, but, um, it's pretty hard, you know, it's pretty hard to, uh, attack the debt problem when you've got a far more serious problem, which I think is, is the case in this, uh, in this example. So, um, yeah, counseling, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll heal that problem and then they can move on and then and start attacking the debt. Right. Right. Because that's, that's, it, it's, it's interesting is that a lot of the encounters that we have, even you know, ourselves included is that there's always going to be, a, a a barrier in some sort to try to get over the the lines oftentimes not straight from point A to point B as much as we'd like for the line to be as straight as possible it's not you know this is gonna it's going to turn and we just got to make and adjust and and uh, you've indicated in a previous podcast and we've mentioned it you know many times before is that a lot of times you know the the weather tells us where to go we're not trying to 
we're, we're not trying to control a situation to a point where we we, we want to you know control this outcome. We just kind of go with the flow and go with the weather. And if the weather says that this is this is the direction we need to go in, then this is the direction we need to go in. And um, um, but oftentimes, I mean, in, I'll probably say that maybe a lot of times, Coves is that you know a straight line from point A to point B ain't going to be all that fun either. <laughs> Boring. You want we some, need a little uh, contrast, yeah, right? You, we, yeah, you want some, you, like you said, you can't climb a mountain if it doesn't have edges on it, right? Right, it's right. It's not fun. So. And you know what? Caitlin's always going to remember, you know, and, and Sage is always going to remember. Their stories when they grow up, when they're 35, 40 years old, they're going to remember the times that their dad pulled them out off of the fifth hole and withdrew them, right? Right, and it's going <laughs> to be a good story because Sage is actually going to thank you for that one day. Um, my daughter... <laughs> He will. He will. We might. We might be gray-haired by then. But uh, Caitlin went through the same thing Sage did. Absolutely, Caitlin went through the same exact thing. I didn't. I didn't withdraw her because she was actually not in a tournament. But you know, the people that were on the course when my daughter gave up on a shot heard me and thought I was probably the biggest ass of a dad. But um, I was actually the most loving. Um, it was. It's called tough love, and that's what you did, Sam. You had some tough love for the kid. Because uh, if you didn't, if you weren't a caring dad, you wouldn't have done that at all. You would just let him continue. And um, but you know, I I I basically told my daughter, you I don't care if you cry if you're upset, you will never give up in life. And and that starts with this ball. Go find the the, the darn ball. And um, I don't care how many times you have to hit it toward the hole, you're gonna hit it until you're done. And after that, Sam, she never ever gave up in golf again. She learned the lesson then. Yeah. And um, hopefully Sage, um, I, and I think he will. He's a good kid. He he'll he'll respond. You can you know you can tell him the story of Caitlin, but you know for the listeners, really, it's just um, you know uh, life is not life is not a picnic. <laughs> you're gonna have so many things come at you, and so you gotta you gotta just hunker down and and just stay with the game plan. Well, yeah, because a lot of people have given up. You know, I mean, we know individuals that are they're in their early sixties or mid sixties, and they've 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 given up on what they're 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 looking to do, and um, they they've slowed down or they they completely halted and eliminated contributions to a retirement plan. They they given up on a plan. They they uh, they go to our workshops, and oftentimes are the dudes in the back of the room who are just you know on their phones or or trying to you know you know uh, rustle up some conversations with other people because they're not they're not interested in hearing what we have to say because they in their minds don't feel that they can ever get to where they want to go, you know. So it's 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 something that this small little effect when this individual sage is eleven years old. You know, if 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 an individual like that, that young, is allowed to continue to keep doing things and allow and and have life be allowable to give up, can really have significant impact and effects going forward. You know, so well, not he, that he proved that he can come back. So he had a he had a bad shot, and he still parted the hole. Right? I mean, that right there is not easy to do. Um, and and so you know, he proved it. He tell him you proved it, Sage, that you can come back from a bad shot. <laughs> So yeah, stop fooling yourself, man. <laughs> you know what I should do? We should we should bring Caitlin and Sage to our next workshop and say, if I can do it, you guys can do it too. <laughs> Absolutely, we should have them on air. They can do the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's interesting because again, you're you're looking at you're looking at several um, instances, and we bring up these real life stories because that's what it's all about. Is that we take our experiences and we try to convey them to the public, and and one of them, you know, uh, is a lot of times they're they're funny and they're 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 productive. You know, but sometimes there's there's stories where we have um, 
you know, situations where we talk to people that you know, aren't, aren't necessarily, I mean, I can't say they're beyond help, but uh, we had a situation on Friday where, where a person, um, is, 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 has put themselves in a position where they, they have compromised their, their future significantly. Okay. Um, so we're talking about a, a different individual now, right? About, yeah, about, about our Friday meeting. Remember our Friday meeting at Denny's? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, uh, I mean, that, that was, that was probably one of the harder meetings because, you know, we had to be harder on the individual. Um, and it was interesting how, how, um, um, the the excuses were the same excuses that they were two years ago, and that that two years ago things were going to be fixed within thirty to sixty days. Like, oh, but by the end of the year he's going to have a job, and and well, why hasn't he had a job? Is because well, he has migraines. And uh, okay, so I mean, it just seems to be excuse after excuse after excuse, and that's what we find, you know. And sometimes it's it's these situations where where uh, you know the individual hasn't had. A tough situation or a tough love, you may want to say, coming from individuals like us to say, you got to stop what you're doing or you're dead. You know, I mean, that's what we basically did, right? Yes. I, I mean, I'm trying oh, to think you? of what else did we do. And no, that was it. And, um, you know, the, 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 we study body language, right? Body language speaks louder than words sometimes. And the body language was one of denial, you know, um, he he wanted to go hide in a hole and just sort of disappear, but he he knew he couldn't because we're there right, right across the table from him. Not you know not that we we're trying to gang up on him because we, obviously we you know that that's stupid right. But we needed to to make to have him understand that his situation was serious. He was basically um un, you know I guess um, being a steward of his money in a way that was completely unresponsible. And, um, and it was, he was, he was taking a path that was certain destruction, you know, probably two to three years down the road. And, um, and, and it was related to, um, you know, how much spending was going on. And, uh, there was no math in the world that could ex possibly explain what he was doing. Um, other than there was just something that he didn't want to reveal. And, and that was the case. He didn't want to talk about it, but, but, you know, basically we told him, look, the math doesn't care what you're doing. The math is the math. And at this current rate, you know, you're, you're, um, you know, you've got about two to three years before it's, it's, it's irreversible. In fact, even now, right now, it's slightly irreversible. Um, I think it's, I, I think Sam, I think is this guy can still recover. Um, but you know, the body language wasn't there. It wasn't one of where, you know what, I'm going to be humble and, and, you know, thanks for, you know, coming out all this way to meet me and, and tell me this because it shows that, you, you know, you guys really mean what you're talking about. Um, and, and I'm really going to try to face the music here, look in the mirror and figure out what I've got to do to change. This person ran away. <laughs> he literally ran away. Yeah, he literally ran away. I don't want to hear anymore. But I, I'm kind of also wondering, you know, because he's, 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 uh, you know, he's up there. And I can't say up there in age. What is he? I mean, early 60s or something. And, and um, you know, we were coming at him pretty hard. You know, we we're coming at him, uh, coming at him pretty hard, and we needed to come at him pretty hard because it was, it was, um, it wasn't just a slight amount. You know, I mean, it was basically, dude, you're, 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 you're done. I mean, at this pace, you're done. And, uh, and uh, you know, he, I think he came there with every intention of having lunch. You know, looking through the menu, and he just wanted to bolt out as quickly as possible. And that's kind of like what happens, right? I mean, that's it's it's, you know, some either individuals they. 
they they uh, are supportive and they come in and they say, okay, I get you, and they do exactly what 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 you're saying is like, okay, thank you for for you know um, giving me this this idea of of what I need to do, and I just got to execute it. Versus other individuals that say, okay, so what do I do? And I think he did say that. He goes, what do I do? What do I do? We gave him the solution, or at least partial of the solution. We started trying to figure out, well, where's this? Where's everything going? And he couldn't answer it. And I think he's, he started realizing that that he would have to tell us more than what he wanted to tell us. And uh, because that of that, it caused to happen. Yeah, and that wasn't going to happen. Right, right. right. So he <laughs> had to run away. So when we, when we say run away, we literally mean he politely excused himself in the meeting, said he had to go home. Yeah. <laughs> and the excuse was, I got to get out of here before traffic gets bad. You know, here we're yeah. trying to talk about the person's future. You know, I mean, it's not life or death. Obviously, it's not that dramatic. But you know what? A lack of money can lead to an early death. So, you know, in some ways, it is a life and death matter. Um, and so it was far more important to beat the traffic to get home and yeah. to uh, talk about something that was really paramount for his, you know, future happiness. And that's a good point because I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't think about that. Yeah, about what about the that. traffic? Yeah, yeah, I didn't think about that. That he oh. actually put the, a premium on the traffic and getting home and not being in traffic over what we had well, to say. Well, I, I think he wanted the pain to end. He, he was just, you know, I mean, we, <laughs> we, we weren't trying to beat him up. We honestly, it was coming from our heart, and we're trying to tell him, look, you know, your your, your current ways is not working, and it's such a it's such a high concern for us that we 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 opt, you know we chose to meet we meet meet with you in person to let you know how serious we are about you know what we're trying to say to you, and um, he he just had to leave, <laughs> couldn't bear it anymore. Reality yeah. is hard, right, guys? I mean that's that's the, what I'm hearing from all these different stories is reality is tough, right? He well, he, he made mean, his for, mistakes for the kids that are out there golfing yes. and having to. Uh, you know, they have two, three bad shots in a row. Kay, Caitlin had, um, and, and I think it was hole number seven. She was even par. I mean, she was just rolling. You know, she was happy, mm-hmm. and she had one bad shot. It was just a weird, you know, something happened at the club phase. She didn't time it right, and she shot this, you know, it was like a 90-yard shot, and it she hooked or she sliced it, went out of bounds. Well, she's not freaked out. She knows she can still, you know, worst case, bogey the hole, maybe even still par it. And um, all she had to do was, you know, drop the ball, take a one-stroke penalty, and just chip up to the hole. And she um, she hit it fat, meaning she hit the ground before she hit the ball. Mm. Then she did it again. Two, you know, so it's, it's three bad shots in a row. But you know what? She still hung in there. So, ladies and gentlemen, she had... In golf, if you have three back-to-back shots, you're having a really bad day if you're a competitive golfer. You're really destroying your game. And, um, and, but what she did was, so she finally got on the green, and now she's looking at a uh, potential triple bogey. In fact, it was more than likely a triple bogey because it was a long putt. And I'm thinking in my head, there's no way she's going to make that putt. It's, it's like 20 feet, 25 feet. And um, she read it just like she always reads it. She never, she never left her discipline. She there's a certain way she reads the greens. She stuck with it, um, even though she had to make the other players wait a little bit. But she stuck with it, and and amazingly, she made this impossible putt. And it wasn't impossible in her mind. She goes, "I'm going to make it." And so she saved it. You know, instead of a triple bogey, she made, she made a double bogey. 
And um, and that was that was on the front nine. And even after twelve holes, she was still two over par. It was a great score for her. And it's just I'm just sharing that with you, not to brag about her, but it's just you know when when you're financially, if you've had some hits, even you know even at let's say the age of sixty or seventy, you have a bad hit, and, you know you, you you get rattled, and you know you're, something happens to your assets. It's not necessarily over. There's ways to recover from that. Is it going to be easy? No, but anything's recoverable. So, you know, don't lose hope. And well, I think a lot of times too, is that they, they oftentimes forget that at one point in their life, they did what Caitlin did, not necessarily golf related, but they've had back to back to back failures Mm -hmm. only to get back up again. And so we all as human beings have this innate ability to always rise above, you know, and get on our feet. And, um, it's just amazing that some individuals just forget about that completely. And, uh, but, but, but like you said, Eric, I mean, it's, it's one of those areas where a lot of individuals choose to go and hide from the problem and not necessarily knowing that the problem is just going to escalate. Yeah. I mean, that's it. He didn't want to face reality. The guy having lunch with you, he didn't want to face reality. You guys had the tools and discipline and the training that could have helped him. And like you said, your daughter went back to her training. She stuck with her training, her discipline and pulled herself out of that moment. Uh, your son was struggling and this moment you had to step in as a father again, because you're giving him that discipline. It all goes back to that, the discipline, the training, your roots, whatever it needs to be. But most people just don't want to face reality. And so I think this was a great podcast. And for those that are listening, if you've had those bad hits a few in a row, or you're, you're looking down the barrel of a bad hit, it's okay. There's, there's training and there's wisdom to be had and guys, I mean, you, you do this all the time with people. You do this all the time with clients. How can they get a hold of you if they're listening and saying, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the sand trap. And I need some help getting out of here, guys. Yeah, so just give us a call at 800-640-8105. And that's, again, our 800 number, 800-640-8105 to find out. All right. And uh, we'll, we'll end with a golf, golf saying or golf blessing, I guess. May all your days be sunny and may all your balls go straight. I like that. All right. Sounds good to me. And thank you guys. Oh, dang it. And thank you all for listening to the Financial Liberty Project podcast with Sam Legaspi and Ko Sukamoto. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Sam and Ko's come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family and fellow golfers. Thanks again for listening today. For everyone at the Financial Liberty Project, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. It's that time again where the call of the open road makes its way. We hope good fortune finds you on your own personal road. And until next time, we thank you for listening to the Financial Liberty Podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available.